everyone, and welcome to a passive-aggressive episode of Zingness. Aren't they usually passive-aggressive at some point? Most of them are. So to explain really quick before we get too deep into the topic today, and we've got some, I guess, vaguely breaking news that we want to bring up because it affects a thing that touches both of our hearts. Um, uh, well, first... Cholesterol? I'm, yes. First, I'm Zinger, and I'm, of course, joined by... Bergzilla. Yes. Uh, we will get to the Godzilla discussion. Um, first thing I want to say is this idea came forth because of our great, great listener, Ray, bringing up the Yay, fact Ray. that, that festival should be a month-long celebration on Zingness. Sadly, this year I was not able to put all the pieces together because we got Star Wars, we got a lot of stuff, and we're really busy. So... We're going to kind of mulligan, do like an actual true Festivus in December next year, but... You have gonna, a whole year to prepare, folks. We, you have a whole year to prepare, but in the meantime, we're going to talk about a Godzilla I've never seen, and a Godzilla probably everyone's seen, so that's the Festivus part, is discussing that wonderful movie we all enjoyed in the 90s. Godzilla. 98, even though it was just called Godzilla. Yes. But first... First, it's the it's it's the news per portion of this thing. So there is more rumors floating around once again of the Simpsons coming to an end. These are coming from Danny Elfman, who is the composer of the theme song, among other many, uh, many film many, soundtracks, many many many, many, and, uh, many other things. But for yes. the Simpsons, particularly the theme yes. song, and we kind of discussed this while we were trading Pokemon because, of course, that's what we do. Of course, but before we record now. So, what were your thoughts on this one, sir? Well, I heard it, and I, my first thought was, of course, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe it is going to actually be coming to the end, to an end. But then I started thinking about it, and it's like Danny Elfman, he composed the soundtrack back in the 80s, but then, or the, uh, the theme song, but really beyond that, he really hasn't done much. I mean, a lot of the music in the show was done by Alf Clausen until he got let go a few years back. And beyond that, it's like, I mean... Sure, he probably hears lots of things, but I'm like, are you really the best source for this? And in all honesty, I mean, with a show that's over, you know, over three decades, those rumors are going to pop up every once in a while. And they have over the past at least decade. You keep hearing rumors of the Simpsons ending. And I mean, until there's an official word, I don't fully believe it. I mean, he may have heard something, but there was probably a lot going on with the acquisition of all the rights uh, to Disney. So... He could have heard something in that, but I mean, until we get official word from Fox, from Disney, whatever, I think, have no fear, there will be stories for years. Like Marge becomes a robot. I Like I said before, I'm waiting for that Mo gets a cell phone episode. That's <laughs> I've been Mo, waiting for years for that. Has Mo ever been shown with a cell phone in the it's series? It's true, you've never seen Mo with a cell phone that I can think of. But then oh. again, after 666 episodes or whatever... Uh, Maybe. I'm just forgetting. So, ironically, us talking about The Simpsons does tie into, vaguely, into the discussion of we're going to start oh, yeah, with there the is. sour, <laughs> and then I guess get to the sweet of this. So we're going to start by discussing the 98 Godzilla. Actually, there is one more news thing that also ties into tonight's discussion. I oh. didn't tell you about this. I was oh, gonna say really? That. Really? So, there was something... I don't know if it was a trade show. What I saw this actually just a few hours ago before we recorded. And it was something with Warner Brothers. And it was like a sizzle reel of recent and upcoming things. And there was one. And it's the first that the public has seen. One, like, two-second long shot. Maybe not, maybe even, like, one 
from Godzilla vs. Kong coming out next year. And it was just a quick silhouette, and it was off of someone's cell phone, but it was, like, going through the sizzle reel, and you saw, like, some... you saw the, They showed a bunch of stuff, and it showed... Um, because the new Wonder Woman trailer came out earlier today. Uh, it showed, like, a clip for that, and then it showed this quick silhouette, and you saw Godzilla, you saw Kong. I, they I were just... getting ready to go, and then it, boom, it cut. But that was there, and just that one little thing, I was like, yes! It looks so. like they're standing on, like, a pier yeah. or something to where there's water around, and... and... Kong's like going back for a punch, and Godzilla's looking like he's going in to like bite him or attack. Do you have a high quality? Because I seriously looked off of like it's it's, it's not. Is it great? It's probably it's probably a screen from the exact. Uh... Oh, you're yeah. That's probably the same video I saw. Yep, because it's running and there's Scooby Doo, and then it's like, yep, there it is. Boom. It's like it's yeah okay. So when I say two seconds, and then I mean one. I mean it was like a quarter of a second. Yeah, <laughs> that's all I need. So, I see. I, I, th- I thought you were going to tell me like Shin Godzilla two or something. Oh, but, no. but yeah, I mean, we, we all knew this was coming. They filmed this in. Um... Oh man! All right. So I'm stopping for a second because I don't get this reference as much as you're going to. Okay. But there's this whole thing going around on the internet right now. I'm going to tell my kids that this oh, is yeah. blank. <laughs> and. Um, I'm going to tell my kids this was the Godzilla versus Kong leak. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a picture from... Uh, Neon Genesis. I was about to say, it's. I was going to say Evangelion, but I'm like, is that from one of the movies or is that from... So the- not only is that from one of the episodes... But during our Halloween 2018 kaiju that's, battle, that's the kaiju who came... That's the uh, angel who came in and was part of the... And I think he was battling... Um, uh, it was some Godzilla. Oh, it was Amanda. He was battling Amanda, and Amanda certainly would have gotten his, his ass kicked. Yes. So that's. By by the way, I I love all that. Um, I know that Zach posted one on our, for the Star Wars podcast I do with him, where it was a picture of the um IG unit mm. and um and of course Mando, and it said, "I'm going to tell my kids this is Daft Punk." <laughs> so I I. I get it, and I don't. I love it, and I want to contribute to it, but I'm like, I don't know how to. Right. Aside from just legitimately telling my kids. Every time I try to think of one, I keep seeing other ones, and I'm like, that's just better than anything I've the, come the up with. The only one I could think of is showing a picture of Lincoln saying, I'm going to tell my kids this is this Zelda. Is <laughs> I saw one where it was Ron Jeremy that says, I'm going to tell my kids this was Super Mario. <laughs> and he did start in a Super Mario porn, so. I am... It, technically works but i am not surprised <laughs> so for the festivus portion of this episode i don't know how much of a hot button issue i'm going to touch on with this but we're going to see we're going to discuss the godzilla from 1998 and kind of going to pair that with discussing then shin God, shin godzilla correct yep which was the newest one from the actual it's from the from, this toho. One from toho um and if I am correct, uh, in a weird coincidence, the Evangelion reference did not yes. go amiss because no. this is Hidekiano. from yep, the the guy who created uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion, which I continue to amaze myself I can say that fluently. And I, as much as I've been a fan since 2002, I always go, go is it Evangelion, Evangelion? I just switch between whatever. I, that's why I always just say Neon Genesis. Yes. <laughs> I, those two words I usually can say pretty well. So, so we, I have watched this. You have watched this. Yes. I have questions about this. This will be a fun discussion. Absolutely. But, but we have to get through the set. we got to trudge through the crap. we we gotta, we got to trudge through the 90s, the, the late 90s, to get to the, to, the, to, the, to the late 
twenty. Ah, uh, the year was nineteen ninety eight. The Spice Girls and Hanson were blaring through speakers across the land. And apparently, um, also the Wallflowers. Oh, I'm. Oh, I, I, I know. Up. I've I've got the list you, pulled up. You know what I'm gonna come up with. You, I mean, the, I want to start off by saying that for this movie, say what you will about it, it has one hell of a soundtrack. It is so good. And actually, I have memories of this from Bandcamp because when I went to Bandcamp, uh, my best friend and I, or one of my one of my best friends and I, we were roommates, and he had just gotten the Godzilla soundtrack, and that whole week we listened to it like if we were in our our room, like that was what we were listening to. Nice. So, this is the. I'm, I'm gonna say this, and this might touch a touch button with you, but this will come up later. This is the 23rd film in the franchise. Yeah, I mean it's still. I mean it's it's Toho sanctioned. Yes, it's part of their greater Godzilla mythos, whether you like it or not. And he has been in it has he she it because it was a woman in the movie. Spoiler alert: if you haven't seen it in 21 years, uh, Godzilla was a, a female. But I mean, Godzilla has since been incorporated into like the Godzilla comics and movies mm-hmm. as Zilla. So. Yes. Yeah. So. So this one, of course, is one starring Matthew Broderick, a majority of the Simpsons cast. <laughs> is there a reason for that? I think it was just coincidence. Like, I don't think there was any sort of like, oh, let's do this trade. But, uh, I mean, yeah, we got Hank Azaria and yep. uh, Harry Shearer. Yep. And who else? There's, there's two more I know. I 100% know. What? There's two more reoccurring cast members, technically. Was Yearly Smith in it? Nancy Cartwright. Nancy Cartwright was in it. What was? It? Who did she play? Uh, Carmen's secretary. Oh, that's right. That's right. And oh gosh, another reoccurring character. It's not. And the only other two I can think of off the top of my head are Julie Kavner or, um, 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 um Dan Castellaneta. Who am I missing? You are missing Frank Welker. The voice, technically the sounds of Santa's little helper, <laughs> as well as like every I don't other... think I knew that. How did I not know Frank Welker did Santa's little helper? Yeah, he does. Uh, I'm, I'm double checking because I know 100 he does Nibbler. And yes, he also voices various characters on The Simpsons, such as Santa's little helper, Snowball Two, various other animals. Oh my well. gosh. You're blowing my mind right now. It, I I have learned if there's one thing I've learned about Frank Welker, it's if there's ever a <laughs> animal sound being made, it's probably it's a safe not. Assumption. It's probably not somebody recording like an animal. It's probably him. Because yeah, I was gonna say it was very obvious. It's always been very obvious. It's a human doing Snowball the yeah. second and Santa's Little Helper. I did not. I thought it was like one of the cast members. I did not think it was Frank Welker. That's blowing my mind. And and you listening might be sitting there scratching your head, going, "Who's Frank Welker?" Well, <laughs> have you ever watched an episode of Scooby Doo? Have you ever watched basic, basically half the cartoons made since like the sixties? <laughs> he has provided, in general. <laughs> he has provided the voice of Scooby Doo since two thousand two, but was the voice of Fred Jones since. 1969 he has also um been the voice of dr claw yep i i i I I thought you had a claw impression in your repertoire next time gadget next time see 
See, when I expect it to happen, he doesn't do it. <laughs> uh, also, of course, Megatron, Galvatron, and Soundwave, among others, and Transformers. I will point out that him being Galvatron was in the TV series where uh, Leonard Nimoy was still Galvatron in the Transformers 1986 movie. Um, tons of other... Like, basically, if there is some show, you, you he probably did some random background voice True. for it. So, yes, he is in there as... Um, which this will surprise nobody. Various creature voices. Yes. And um, doesn't list him as the voice for Godzilla or the... I, I think they uh, actually uncredited. did some true true mixing there. just as he, i don't think i've ever the reason i'm not saying this is, or thinking of it is i don't think he's ever been credited like on the simpsons like in the he, in the is as if he has it was like early on and then they just never gave him credit again because i've never i don't ever remember I, seeing his name on the credits i That's know crazy. he's been credited you know what the the laddie episode might need to check the credits okay. for that one. Okay. Uh, I know he's been credited on Futurama because he's the voice of Nibbler. Right. He's I was going to say, he definitely knows Nibbler when he's... He, and he's the speaking voice of Nibbler, too. Is he? I thought that was... Uh... Oh, yeah, it is him. Yep. I was thinking it was... Um, it was... Um, uh, shoot. Oh, God. We'll, we'll get to things we LaMarche. hate Anyway, <laughs> we're going to... Yeah, I was going to say, LaMarche, I thought him. But uh, actually, that is Frank Welker. Now that I'm thinking of Nibbler's voice, I'm like, yeah, it is Frank Welker. Huh. So just through a weird... I didn't know if there was some, like, weird deal that, that you knew about or something. Right, no, I did not. I don't know why there were so many Simpsons character or uh, actors and these in the movie, but it was crazy. on-screen actors normally No, they're either. not. So that's well, the other weird thing. I was going to say, Hank Azaria and Harry Shearer, if there are any ones that are do on-screen stuff, it's those two. They've yeah. done a lot. They have done a lot, and they do do a lot. <laughs> do, do. But... Um, but yeah, it's just, and of course, it's none of the actual, except for, um, what's her name? But I mean, like, they're not, Nancy Carr. they're not the actual, Nancy Carr is the only actual Simpson. The other ones are, you know, just provide half of Springfield. <laughs> the other half's provided by, um, Dan. Yeah, I was about to say, I, I was going to say Castle and I'm like, oh my God, I forgot his first name. <laughs> so, um, there, there's a few things I want to tackle here real quick. So not only do we got a giant kaiju movie. Right. Which has its origins in the nuclear testing done in the French Polynesian, Bikini Atoll, that area. Which also has a vague tie into the American Godzilla, the more recent American Godzilla. Yes. But that was to stop the creature, right. per se, quote-unquote. This one created the, um, basically... Mutated an iguana. It, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's implied in the movie. It's basically set right out there, but this is a giant mutated iguana and looks like a giant mutated iguana. Um, I, I'm going to say this. I'm stealing this from you already, so um, I'm sorry. The It works as a kaiju movie. Yes. The creature design, I think, is pretty cool. Yeah, I think it is, too. I think if it's you really don't, cool. If you don't put the Godzilla moniker on it, it's a pretty it's cool design. And it's really cool because you're used to, with, with kaiju movies, you're used to them being these big, slow, lumbering creatures. And it was kind of cool seeing this thing that could, like, zip around buildings and climb up very quickly like an iguana. Like, mm -hmm. it was really cool. And I thought it was very cool to have it as a, like, as a giant monster movie, if they called it, like, Iguanicus or something like that, I'd be like, okay, this is pretty cool. I enjoyed this movie. But the fact that they called the damn thing... Godzilla is what is I think where the issue lies because besides the name it doesn't have much of a connection to no. 
like the Toho stuff or anything. No, like it vaguely has the roar, but they added like this reverb and other thing behind it, so it kind of sounds the same. It doesn't, well, it has like hurricane force wind that's vaguely flammable. Because in the movie, a couple times it kind of roars and it causes some explosions, but it's not really breathing fire. However, when they did the um, animated cartoon that was the follow-up to the movie, uh, they the baby that survives the end of the movie grows up to be another Godzilla and can breathe like a green, fiery ray or something like that. So, but yeah, I mean, it really was kind of they took they took a lot of it took a lot of liberties with it. it that's why some people also refer to him as Gino Godzilla in name only. And, and see, that, that's the thing. I do agree with you. The more I think about this movie, because I did not force you or myself to rewatch this right. for this record, because <laughs> the focus isn't on this. It's just I wanted to have something for us to gripe about a little bit, because um, not to reveal this too early, I thoroughly enjoyed Shin Godzilla, but we'll get into like the... Because it's, it's weird, and, this, and these are kind of two very different movies, even though they kind of deal with the same subject right. matter, per se. Um no offense to okay it's it's topopopolis yes that that's how it's actually I pronounced i think so okay to, <laughs> some to, greek name to topopopolis um also matthew broderick's character in this movie yep um the the there there's the ongoing joke in the movie no one can pronounce his name right All right and there's like him getting back together with like his ex-girlfriend or what right. it's, it's one of those things i'm like this is not stuff that i when, when I'm seeing a monster movie, this is not top of my list. Of right. What would I need for it? So, I, I don't know. It's just his character. Like, Broderick, he's not a bad actor or anything. It's just for this, it's like, why him? Yeah, I mean, it was a... I mean, he was past his his uh, his Ferris Bueller days at this point, obviously. Um, I guess he was still... I mean, I mean, Matthew Broderick's been one of those actors who is very much... I mean, he's always in stuff. Whether it's a TV show, movie, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know why they chose him specifically. Like, I was I was trying to think... At first, I was going to say something about, oh, he was still in the public eye, but he never really left. He's still in things. Mm-hmm. He's still in things, and it's like it's, it wasn't like he ever left. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't quite know. And he's not really like a... A lead for th- he's not what I would think of as a lead for this kind of movie, um, especially during the action scenes where it's right the, where it's the Raptors chasing him yep. through Madison Square. I mean the baby, the baby Godzilla, the Raptors. baby Godzilla, he's totally that, not Velociraptors the, inspired by Jurassic Park. Yeah, totally not that. Like like just a, I swear there had to have been a meeting where someone was watching Jurassic Park right before they walked into it. Went guys, I got a great idea. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it straight up was, um, every, I mean, it was, I mean, Jurassic Park had only come out five years before, and I mean, you think about how many, I mean, it's one of those whole, like, you know, so, uh, greatest form of flattery kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, hey, let's, let's totally make this, uh, kind of Jurassic Park-ish. So, I want to point this out real quick, since we're on Broderick, and I'll, and I'll, I'll get to the, um, to Roland Emmerich, too, for a second. The preceding movie he had before this was Addicted to Love, which I don't remember at all. I don't. I could. I'm, tell I'm, you I'm, about I'm it. looking at a list of things here. Uh, the thing he followed this up with was the straight to DVD um, or VHS at the time, technically. Um, the Lion King Two: Simba's Pride. That's impressive. They got someone as big as Matthew Broderick to come back for 
a direct-to-DVD or VHS, probably, uh, movie. Now, should I continue on the fact that he then followed that up with Inspector Gadget? I was just going to because at first I thought you were going to say Inspector Gadget. I'm like, no, that got a theatrical release, but then French Stewart played Inspector Gadget in the follow-up that was direct-to-DVD. Yes. And I, I've never seen either of those movies, but apparently I've got a wealth of knowledge about them. So, another funny, you are correct. He, he does work consistently in, I mean, both television and, you know, I'm not I'm not surprised about this, but at the same time, I mean, it, it's just, for me, I don't picture him as, like... He's not an and, action star. No, and it's and it's weird. It's, it's this movie had the weirdest cast, cause like we said, there's a ton of people who are normally voice actors... And are on The Simpsons that are randomly on this. There's, um, I don't even think I can name you any, like, other. There, there's there's no one else that shows up in anything else in this. Oh, uh, well, What's no. That? What's his name? Uh, Jean Renault. Oh, I forgot. I <laughs> forgot about the French, like, story. See, that's the thing. I forgot about because I'm like, that didn't take place in this movie. Dang. That has to be in a different movie. <laughs> nope. Because it's, it's them trying to cover up um, right. the fact that they caused this. I okay to explain to if anyone doesn't remember there is a contingency of French special forces people led by um, the professional himself Leon um, basically going around New York averting like the the troops and everything to try to cover up the fact that they had anything to do with creating Godzilla because it was the French nuclear test that possibly yeah. caused this. So I just remember them I, in their hideout, and the guy comes back and gives him Dunkin' Donuts coffee, and he's like, "What? No French roast?" Oh. <laughs> yes, yeah, so the most French person in the world, and you know what? Let's see what he had going on. Uh, uh, some French movie and some French movie. <laughs> so, um, and this is before he was in one of the Anamusha games. I, you are correct, but also it was before he was in Atlantis: The Lost Empire, which hey, I, I didn't know he was in that. Oh, he sorry, he was in the French dub of it. That that actually explains that. Weird. I I just saw it and I was like, huh. Did not expect that. Um But no, I mean it's 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 a weird movie. It is a weird movie. I do one hundred percent agree with you though in the fact of if you take the the um the name out of this, it could be a viable movie as yeah. just a kaiju movie. Yes, I absolutely think I think so. And then of course he shows up because he has been since then the character which is now called zilla has been in other movies and okay well a couple things first off godzilla final wars um godzilla the our godzilla the godzilla fights him and famously just just tail him. him tail wax him into the sydney opera house blasts him with his nuclear beam and then the alien leader is like i knew i couldn't that i knew that tuna eating lizard was worthless um then, here's the thing. This Godzilla movie actually ties into the continuity of another Godzilla movie. Really? Uh, in 2003, four, it's called GMK, like All Out Monster Battle. There's a movie, there's a Godzilla movie where Godzilla is like the resurrected soul of all the people who died in World War II. And... Baragon, Mothra, and King Ghidorah are actually like the three guardian deities of Japan, and they have to fight this evil Godzilla. And there is giant monster all out of town. Thank you. I was gonna say I knew it was something weird like that. But there is a line in there where they say, "Oh, well, that giant monster attacked New York, and they thought that was Godzilla, but they're wrong. This is Godzilla." There's some. It's something like that. And I remember when I first saw that, I go, 
What is that? Is that a reference to the Godzilla 98 movie? And sure enough, there is a reference to the Godzilla 98 movie, like, taking place in the same continuity as this movie. Sorry, the te- I, I got the name wrong. It is <laughs> Godzilla Mothra and King Ghidorah, parenthesis, I mean, semi- colon, giant monsters all out attack. Yes. So, <laughs> so there, I, I have to get these right because, of course, with some of these movies it, it's it's this ongoing thing right um, but, so so yeah so then that's this ties that movie ties into the continuity of the 98 godzilla movie and then in the godzilla comics um zilla has become like a recurring kaiju who appears alongside original ones and newer ones all that kind of stuff like that so i just want to get in a roll on emmerich real quick because this is like, I guess, his beginning of his disaster, or his follow-up to his disaster. I was going to say, this is right after uh, Independence Day. Yes, this was wedged in between Independence Day in '96 and then The Patriot in ni- in 2000, and these are the ones that he directed and wrote. Yeah, uh, he wrote Godzilla. Did not write Patriot though, but he's of course known for a lot of disaster movies: The Day After Tomorrow. Um, the disaster known as the Revolutionary War. That too. Uh, it, no, and it's weird because I forgot he did that. Yeah, and I'm like, it's very, it was, it was, it was very different from the other two things stuff he did he's before. Done, but, but yeah, he, he goes through a very um, end of the world stuff and destruction. But I'm trying to think of another. Oh, mid, and there's Midway. So there's another yep. action movie yep. thing. Um, what would we name this movie otherwise? Can we think of a better name for it before we get into the soundtrack? Referring to Godzilla? or yes. like, Because uh, uh, um, I feel like you can give it an ambiguous name like The Day After Tomorrow or The Day New York Stood Still. Well, like I said, the- I came up with the name of, on top of my tongue, Iguanicus. So. Iguanicus? Okay. <laughs> and, and, that, and here's the thing, too. The, now that they call it God's, now that they call it Zilla officially... I still feel like that wouldn't be the best name for the movie because it still, I think, would mislead people into thinking of Godzilla, Godzilla. So, so if you cut out the one fisherman guy saying Godzilla, I don't think it's ever said again in the movie. You're right. Well, well I was gonna say, well, Godzilla, because he's like Godzilla, Godzilla. Then it cuts to Harry Shearer going Godzilla is what it's called and whatever. So. If, if you cut those no, scenes No, I out. think they said that. I can't remember. Again, it's been way too long since I've seen this movie. We so. need to do a super edit of this we movie. Do. Rename it. Put it back out. See if anyone notices. It's true. Because I, I, I want to give it an ambiguous name so no one knows what they're going into. Like, it's one of those things where you can't do nowadays where it's like, if you're a screener of a movie and you just go in, you have no clue what it's about. This this would be a great one because I feel like you would be like, what the heck is this about? Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. But yes. a weird build up. So, so one of the things that I have always said, and I've already we already talked a little, about it a little bit for for a movie of this this quality, it had one heck of a soundtrack, and I'm just gonna go over a few of the the tracks. But we've got a cover of of the song "Heroes" by the Wallflowers, which is very which is a very good cover. Um, come on, internet, load up faster. Oh, cool! You're gonna not work on. Come with now. me by Puff Daddy, which was a cover of Jim- which was a cover of Cashmere, which was uh, um, um, why am I blanking? Led Zeppelin, which had that. Uh, we've got Deeper Underground by Jamiroquai. We've got um, we've got uh, no shelter. We've got no shelter by Rage Against the Machine. We've got and this is okay. So here's an interesting thing. Track number five is Air 
by Binfolds 5. This is a few year, few years before I discovered Binfolds and Binfolds 5 and Binfolds is like my favorite musician of all time. But at the time I didn't know this was him or he was on the soundtrack until like years after I became a fan of his. Um we've got um Then we start getting to the ones that I didn't listen to as much, but we got Running Knees by uh Days of the New. We've got A320, I'm skipping ahead, but we've got A320 by the Foo Fighters. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of, oh, oh, the Brain St- Green Day, Brain Stew. There's a remix of it that had the Godzilla roar and stuff. I it. was about to say, because on my list it says Brain Stew, Godzilla remix, yes. Green Day featuring Godzilla. Yeah. I now want yeah. to listen to that. And it does have the Godzilla roar throughout the thing. It's a very good mix. It's very good. But there's a bu- there's there's a few others. But it's just it's a legitimately good soundtrack that I would listen to. Uh, uh, very certified much so. triple platinum in Canada. Really? <laughs> yes. Well, damn. It, it's uh, it's um, certifications three X platinum in Canada, and of course it made platinum in the U.S. as well, apparently, Whoa. and Japan. <laughs> so very interesting. Very interesting. Um, now to move on to the, to the, I guess the, what, what I'm excited for in yes. this, because I, I, I have seen bits and pieces of this and I finally had the opportunity to watch the entirety of this and in a weird twist of events, um, you let me borrow this. You have not listened to the English I have not. dub. I, w- I listened to the Japanese audio with subtitles. I listen listened to the English dub. Now we are of course talking about the, um... The 29th film in the Godzilla franchise from Toho, which is... And also, this is a, the third reboot of the franchise as well. Third reboot of the franchise. See, I've always kind of thought of it... it by the time... Because you had the original series. Mm. You had the Showa... Are you, that was the, which was the Showa series. You had the Heisei series, which was Godzilla 85 up through Godzilla vs. Destroya. You had the Millennium series... Which started with Godzilla 2000 and had a bunch of things. So really, this is all, guys. Okay, so I guess it's the first time. So I guess if you're counting just Japanese, then I guess that would be the third time rebooting. Okay, I see. That makes sense. I had to talk it through. I got it. Yes, 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 yes. Yes. Fourth iteration. Though, uh, though, according to this, it is showing there's the Millennium Error. Which I said. Uh, no, I'm, I'm just saying I'm going through here and it's got, it's four iterations according to well, that's what i'm way. saying it's four iterations but you don't count the first iteration as a reboot oh because true, the true, true. Heisei say would be true, the first yes. reboot yes. yeah yeah okay. I, I had to i had to talk that through because i was like wait that's the okay yes that makes it be the third reboot yes yes and yes. as i'm staring at it going oh wait this doesn't make sense <laughs> plus then you also had the america the two versions of the american one so that which is kind of weird because it's like it is but it's not but it's because it's especially now with the current one running concurrent with shin godzilla so there's also of course the ones that have come out on netflix um right. those ones technically are counted in the new era of it but this is talking live action talking mainly toho done not 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 any american right. was done um so this one is sort of a very much a modern telling of the original story yes like nothing is there's no like oh the first one because a lot of them will count the first godzilla movie and then whatever but this is like brand new yes this is in a world where Something like this has never happened before. Right. There's no precedent for it. There um, are a lot of storylines running in this. 
And I just want to say this. I've I've seen the I've seen the creature before. I've seen like the atomic breath scene. And I've seen a bits of bits of the other scenes. I was not expecting the level of West Wing politics yes. that went into this. <laughs> you texted and, me that when you're watching and I laughed. And um I enjoyed that. I, I I strangely have a soft spot for political drama, even though it's not something I seek out. It's right. something where if I start watching it, I become very intrigued by this. And not only is this political drama, this is Japanese political drama. Right. And it's I, I wasn't expecting this in a Godzilla movie because it seemed like um I don't want to say politics. It's um Red tape, B- bureaucracy. B- B- yes. yes, yes, that's the word. <laughs> bureaucracy what was a bigger monster yes. than Godzilla. What is was. the bureaucracy of a kaiju attack? No, and well, it's interesting because in the other Godzilla movies, where he's attacking on a regular basis, or some giant monster is, it's just like, oh, the military's there, or oh, it's this, or I mean, there's a Godzilla '85 kind of dealt with how the government would respond, but that wasn't the main focus. Whereas this was like, what are the politics behind? A giant monster attacking. Which I found fascinating yes, and interesting. Very much so. Because it's it's basically breaking down like the I if you haven't seen this, watch it. Watch it. I, I guess the because I like I said I watched the English dub, which is fun if you're a fan of stuff like Full Metal Alchemist or other Funimation done shows, because you can pick out a lot of voices of the right. actors and stuff. I know uh um uh, Habercorn mm. does like the the main guy who's the voice of, like Natsu and a ton of other people from uh, Fairy Tale and stuff like that. So he's in there. Like like the um, the Fear from Full Metal Alchemist is in there as one of the voices too. Yeah. So it was really cool to get that. Yeah, when you started telling me about all the who all was in it, I'm like, okay, now now I want to go back and watch the the English dub. So so I I I, I kind of got that experience because it was one of those things where I'm like. I'm going to miss something with the subtitles because I knew this movie had a lot of to where it pops up like who's this person is up in the corner because that's the thing when they go to people they're not going to sit there and be like I'm so and so it pops up a little blurb that says this is so and so the prime minister of agriculture blah 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 right. so it's, it's cool because it gets you into that there but for me I'm like I just want to hear English so I can read all the other stuff going on at the same time Sure. Um, I know a big thing in this was like, while this monster was basically going through the city, and, and we'll, we'll get to the different different stages of yeah. it, too, because that was interesting. There was a point where they had, like, a chance to attack it, but there were still citizens in the area, and it was, like, half the table was, like, we need to attack, we need to stop it. The other half was, like, we can't endanger citizens. Sure. But it's, like, if you leave it alone, you're... Ne- it, it was... It was a really interesting and not something I expected. I, I did not go into this expecting to sit there and be intrigued by the right. reality of what this situation could Well, cause. and I mean, not to get like super dark, but I mean, think about... It's kind of like going back to 9-11 where there were, they were starting to give orders for military jets to shoot down any planes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, are we going to shoot down hijacked planes where, yeah, there's several... There could be several dozen to several hundred innocent passengers but if they crash into a building they're going to cause far far more damage so it's kind of that whole it echoes like real world like it truly is what would happen in our world like do we kill these innocent people for the greater good or do we hold off on this attack to try and get a chance to save these people so absolutely because it's not just the the creature it's the creatures leaking radiation everywhere the creature it's contaminating the area the other thing and not to jump ahead too much 
the kind of final solution that the other countries come up with is to nuke it, which there is a possibility that they even put out in the movie that might not even do anything. Right. Because it. it's 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 basically feeds off or it's right. It's alluded to that this thing is some creature that just fed off radiation and that's what caused it to become this. Yep. And that's that that, that was the whole crux of it was that it became Japan in the politics and in the bureaucracy of all this. I was I was. There was a moment where I was like, I just want Hermes to just walk through the background. Of this. <laughs> Great, sassy molassy! <laughs> so, um, through the bureaucracy of all this, they mentioned the fact that Japan kind of has the U.S. as like a big brother to it, to where like, if stuff gets out of hand to an extent, like they have to step in. Russia and China sort of were stepping in going, hey, this problem is going to spread. We're the, like the next thing this is going right. to go towards. So that's why, like, the nuclear option was being very heavily pushed, and they were given the opportunity to sort of evacuate the area. But right. the whole thing was being pointed out: if this area is, you know, nuked, it's it's a wasteland. Yeah. Then. But the creature's radiation had a half life to where it would fade away after a very quick time. So the instant of it being there, yes, that's bad. But the over time, it, it sure. went away very quickly. Once again. Something I was not expecting in this movie. Normally, right. Godzilla movies for me are these giant movies are like big monster come, destroy stuff, military attack, stop it. And this was more like intricate than that. And, yeah, and it's something that, right. that I was right. very actually excited about to see this. And I found, other than the first Godzilla movie, like it's it, the few that he's in just by himself or like he's the only monster, it can be very hit or miss because sometimes it's like. You know, part of a kaiju movie is seeing two, two or more duke it out. Mm -hmm. But it's one of those where, like, it's like, oh, it's gonna be a lot of human stuff. But then it's like, oh, it's really fascinating how it is sort of Godzilla versus bureaucrats. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so who's the bigger monster? And I mean, we'll, we'll discuss that yeah. in a minute. Um, so I thought it was interesting the different stages of Godzilla yes. too. Yes, and um. All of them are very the 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 eyes, the eyes are unsettling in all of them. All for some of them. Reason. He he's very. <sighs> There's some, because Godzilla has always been kind of like it, whatever the story needs him to be, but this is kind of a new thing. Where because I mean it's before he's been a force of nature. He's been a misunderstood animal. He's been a basically a superhero, a, a <laughs> kaiju. Monster, giant monster superhero, or he's just been kind of a grumpy guy where humans are just kind of an annoyance to him against another monster. But this was kind of a weird, like, this was something new, and I can't quite figure out the best way to describe it, but there is something about the eyes specifically that give it this very, like, I don't want to say mindless. Mindless isn't the, the correct word I'm looking for, but yes, the eyes make it very unsettling. It, it does. It, it's, I mean, when it's when it's the smaller version, it's got the big eyes from something that was obviously down deep in the water. Then when it returns, when it's in like its more, I guess, true form, it's got like these tiny little beady eyes that just kind of just have that like focus forward. And this is a good mesh of, I mean, I'm not 100% on this. You probably will be able to correct me on this if I'm not. Uh, this is a good mixture of both computer, I mean, CG, C CGI, and someone in a suit. Yes, I'm pretty sure. 
because I, I swear I read down. somewhere. I swear I read somewhere. This is the first one where they didn't, but maybe it was the first time. The first time a Japanese one used computer. Maybe I, maybe it was a mixture of suit and, and computer. I, I can't remember. I got an image right now of a guy with little dots in him that has a like the spines on the back. Okay. So I I think this is. Let me let me let me just read the article beside where it has that picture, real quick. Unless um, it was like motion capture or something. I don't. Yeah, it's it's motion capture. Okay. So okay. So there was that. So. With this movie, he has, of course, a lot of his trademark abilities. Sure. Um, he has, like... Because there's, like, the nuclear breath, and then there's, like, a nuclear beam. And that that scene right there... So this is kind of, like, my one of my biggest takeaways is, like... Godzilla has never really, to me, been scary. He's cool. And it's yeah. like, whoa! I mean, I was when I really fell in love with Godzilla, I was in first grade, so... Shin Godzilla was the first movie where Godzilla was actually, I thought, well, since the the first one, he was very scary. I thought this movie, he was actually, like, terrifying. Yes. I thought he was terrifying. And the thing that did it was that scene where he's in the middle of the city, and he starts breathing the fire out, and then his it goes... His jaw comes His apart, jaw though. comes unhinged and, like, splits, yep. and then you've got this flame that turns into this beam that he just moves his head, and it's just slicing through miles away buildings, and then it's coming out of his back, and it's like... I was like, oh my god, that is absolutely terrifying. I, I really enjoyed that, and then, like, his tail can do it, too. Yep. And it, it's like he... They also point out that he's constantly evolving, yes. too. Yes, And I... Now, now, my question is, to jump ahead to the end, what was that at the end? Yes. So, I have had some time to think about this, and I still don't have a great answer, but I definitely... I don't think anyone does. Yeah, I don't think anyone does. It's it's Hideki Anno, and I apologize if I'm, if I'm butchering his name, but... He's very ambiguous in his, his, his things uh, and what he's done... I really feel like it's sort of like those those very humanoid looking things. Now I don't know the scale if those were exactly human sized or if they were bigger, but still, I almost feel like this is like Godzilla becoming more human. I, I, whereas the original Godzilla movie was a, it was a um, an allegory for nuclear war. I almost see this as kind of being an allegory for like terrorism, where in uh, whereas as opposed to having another black and white here are two armies terrorists are kind of like amongst the population and it's sort of like this is godzilla going towards that becoming more and more human until you can't tell where the monster is amongst the people whereas opposed to people for little people versus a giant monster he's getting smaller but he's becoming more and more human-like and becoming part of them and it's kind of blurring that line between who's the monster so to explain to the listener that might not have seen this real quick, what what we're talking about, because in the the very like last little bit of the movie is this image of his tail. He's frozen. He's he's fr- they they freeze him at the end of the movie. Um, through I can't remember what it is, but they they freeze. They him. crash the trains into him with um was it night was it nitroglycerin? It, it was something else. It was something. It was some other. Some other thing, but it basically shows this, um, like, it has a freeze at the very end on, like, its tail, and, like, sprouting off of the tail are, like, very humanoid-looking things 
that also are Godzilla-like too, because okay. they got like the spines coming out of the back. They've got a tail, but they've got like a human head and human chest. It's very, very weird. Yeah, and it's like coming out of a. I'm looking at. It's the first time I've seen it since I finished the movie, and I forgot how it was. That I, I, in my in my mind, I was seeing more, more straight up human. And I forgot that it had all those Godzilla y features to it, mm-hmm. and like it was coming out of like a cocoon or whatever. I, I I kind of like like your your opinion on that of the of the like that it's I, I guess it's also kind of the whole wh- who's really the I mean who's the monster here right and it's sort of like we we see him evolve throughout the movie and this is he's going into this next stage of his evolution when he's frozen so it's sort of like if he was allowed to continue would these things kind of keep evolving until they're basically indistinguishable from humans you know how how would that go so maybe something small maybe it was trying to evolve into something smaller because its size was becoming a hindrance right. to it yeah it's it's very interesting so like i said this movie i mean just it, it's it's not your traditional godzilla movie to an extent but then right. it is too but it, it is the bureaucracy versus godzilla and um on that note my question to you is this sir what do you, in the, in the situation? I know this is probably gonna be a whole episode, and I know like alternative <laughs> history has done this. Sure. What would be your response? What do you think the response would be to a kaiju attack? What what um and and I will say um Chesapeake Bay. Let's let let's let's make this local to us to an extent. Sure. Chesapeake Bay is a creature in it that is moving up the bay towards Washington D.C. Because that, that that honestly is the perfect like how it could go. Right. I mean, if it had if it just appeared and hadn't done anything, I think the biggest response would be divert attention away from it from the general public at all costs. Now, if it all of a sudden they're tracking it and they track this big thing and all of a sudden it pops out of the tidal basin in DC and starts attacking, I mean, I don't know. I I could see them I could see them going to a much quicker military response than they went in uh in the in shin godzilla Mm. i could see them totally now if they popped out just off the coast somewhere and maybe not near the nation's capital or a big population center i could see them being like what do we do i could see them maybe going a little more of that route of what are our options do we kill it do we what there's this brand new not just species not just like oh it's not like we discovered a new type of whale or fish it's like this is a giant massive thing which we've never seen anything this big before this is a whole new like thing um you know what what are we do you know what do we do i could see that but then i could see with it being if it was in america popping up in the middle of dc or new york or even in down in like norfolk during you know around Mm -hmm. a naval yard like they're gonna take they're gonna take some military action pretty quickly i think i i do agree um now, what do you think this would do for society as a whole? You think it would change it to where? I mean, I you know that almost gets covered. So two things: it gets covered a little bit in um, Pacific Rim, where they talk about I, how I did. I, I love Pacific Rim. I, I love that, but I didn't want to go to that because I'm like I I as much as my childhood self would love our response to something like this to be to build a giant robots and well, have them fight it. I don't think logically that's No, 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 no. I'm talking about how, like, Ron Perlman's character, like, dealt in uh, kaiju dung. 
and how it was so like a huge vital resource and at the end of godzilla king of the monsters from earlier this year they do a similar thing where in the okay we're i mean we've already been talking spoilers and if you're this far and you've probably seen it or you might know anyway at the end there because there's all these kaiju in that movie and they talk about how now that all these kaiju are out and about and kind of awakened all the earth is kind of being rejuvenated like there are some like there's one where all these free, these forests regrew i think there was one where it was like because like the end credits are over like newspaper clippings about how these What's kaiju happening? are like regenerating the earth like the sahara desert i think uh grew and then it was talking about like dead or like new thought things that were near extinction were repopulating and so i mean it kind of is like what yeah would would it have benefits would we discover something about its biology that w- would be for the greater good or benefit of mankind yeah, I wasn't going towards the giant robot, but is the is there something about their biology that's so alien from anything that we know that it could prove beneficial to us? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I I feel like with Shin Godzilla specifically, he seemed a little more deadly than. Uh, I it mean, was he, the radiation. He's talking about releasing radiation, and that's something that they've never really talked about with Godzilla in any iteration that I can think of. I mean, he's nuclear powered, but they never really talked about like, oh, people are getting radiation sickness or. Or whatever, but I mean, that's definitely a thing with with this version. Well, it, it and that's interesting because that's why it has to leave, like to go back into the ocean yeah. for a while because it it can't properly cool, and that's also why it goes in like a hibernation, right? Too after it uses a lot of its nuclear power up, it kind of has to sit there, which which is interesting because it's just basically a sitting duck, but right. at the same time, it's probably slowly evolving and trying to figure out some way to handle that. Which, like I said. I think that that I think that that that, that is the the conclusion with with that is that that is it maybe its next stage or or humans are the real monster even though it's like humans didn't really like they did everything to not be monsters I feel in this. right to the extent of like the 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 downfall of many people in this of just them them making sure that everything was covered um no, I just wanted to ask that because, like I said, there there is. I know I'm not trying to plug the channel or anything, but I know that there is a YouTube channel called Alternative History, yeah, where he does an episode discussing like how the world would change if kaiju became a thing, and it's like coastal, coastal, coastal areas would be like a very weird place to live because not only would you have hurricanes, but then you'd have monsters. And he said that something like the category system from Pacific Rim would probably be implemented right. in this, and I'm like that 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 would be something interesting. And probably would be very. I, I I'd like to say the U.S. would probably not respond with nukes and stuff like that because after um after I've 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 listened to a to recently a few different books on like the CIA and back backstory stuff on them and everything and them talking about like how nuclear weapons could have been on the tail for this situation or this but then they're like in the end it was like a always was shut down right option and i'm like but that's of course declassified stuff who knows what was said behind closed doors right thing i'd i like to think there would be some way to take these out yes my dream would be to pile a giant robot to take them out but i mean i i doubt it um on my scale of kaiju movies and i know mine pales in comparison to yours shin godzilla rocketed up mine very quickly it doesn't beat pacific rim because pacific rim is just dumb fun yeah and this is more interesting in the sense of, like, I was not expecting the human story to be this. I just was assuming it was sure. going to be people running around and them being like, what do we do? Sure. 
And it was people running around, them being like, what do we do? But it was more of a very stepped out, like... And I'm like, I, I'd like to think the Japanese government does run like this, too. <laughs> oh, I, I think it absolutely does. I mean, they seem so... Official. Like, everything is like, boom, 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 boom. It's kind of like, I look at the Mr. Sparkle episode of The Simpsons where everyone's going through the different layers, like, checking it off a list. Like, I'm like, I feel like that's a, a bit of an exaggeration, but it's probably how it is. So... Um, there, I think there is a possibility of a follow-up to this. Would you like to see a follow-up? And if so, in what regard? I would. Now, I don't know if I want to see him fighting Shin Ghidorah or Shin Mothra or something like that. But that said, I think there's a lot left to explore of this branch of the Godzilla multiverse or whatever. I would be interested to see something further, whether it's him, you know reawakening whether it's completely about okay godzilla is frozen in the in, in the middle of tokyo right now and it's the government now trying to decide how do we dispose of this how do we get rid of it and then figuring out that does anything go wrong whatever or you know if they choose to have him fight against something something else comes out and it's like oh we sure need to we, have to un- him. we have to unthaw him but then we also have to keep him in check Interesting. I, like I said, I think they said that there was a possibility of them. Working. I've heard that they've been talking about that. I think I heard about that before I even saw Shin Godzilla. I'm hoping they do something to follow it up because that would be fantastic. I loved it. I know that a lot I of really critics and stuff were very positive on this and everything too. I'm just looking through here. Um, if if they say anything, but of course the legendary pictures. Oh. Um, the next Japanese, uh, a lot of people have, here's a quote, a lot of people have questions when the next Godzilla movie will come out. They cannot make it until 2020. Because of the legendary rides expiring? Because uh, uh, it notes that due to the Toho contract with Legendary Entertainment, which restricts Toho from releasing live-action Godzilla films the same year as a legendary right. release, which um, okay, Godzilla, Godzilla King of Kong. Monsters yep. and King Kong versus King Kong in 2020. There we go. Uh, notes that it, the contract expires in 2020. Right. So that is that is interesting. That is very interesting. Um, I, I I would like to see a follow up to this because like I said this. I I don't think can I think the the other reason I enjoy this so much is I wasn't expecting right the content to be this so i guess i can't you you can't um fool me twice on this and i said right. I'm, I'm saying fool me twice is in like it's not a negative thing it's, right it's like i can't get hit with that 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 sidebar thing there twice to be like oh it's a political intro it's it's political stuff right. and everything um so yeah i'm i i love this i'm so glad we got a chance to talk about it yeah. i'm so glad we got to i guess we fixed what you should do with the 1998 godzilla Keep the soundtrack, change the name, and... Um, it's still not going to be like, you know, Citizen good. Kane or anything, yeah, but, it's, but it's still going to be more enjoyable than, oh, this is Godzilla, but he's a giant, fast... She is a giant, fast lizard who gets destroyed by a missile. Yeah. There's yeah. also that weird scene in the Hudson River where she's... Or the Hudson Bay, or whatever it is, where she's fighting the the uh, submarines yeah. at one point, and I'm like... I, like I said, there, there's so many points in this movie that I'm like, oh yeah, that was in that movie. Yeah, it's so weird because it's like that shouldn't have been in that movie. Right. Um, I, like I said, I guess we fixed that. 
in the sense of if you just redo it and do that, I think we're good. Maybe. Zingness, <laughs> zing, zingness, fixing movies weekly, monthly, eh, every now and then. Yeah, every once in a while. At least this like. wasn't a huge gripe episode, so I'm sorry, Ray. Um, as for the rest of December, we're going to work on getting episodes out. I can't guarantee anything because of, of course, my schedule, Eric's schedule, Ellie's schedule, if she ever does return. <laughs> which she, her return is, her days are numbered for not being on the podcast. Her return is coming. Because there's a few things happening that I know she wants to talk about. One, she will watch Endgame sooner than later. <laughs> Two, on the 20th, The Witchers comes out. So there's that. And Something else comes out on the 20th. What is that? What, it, what could it be? Oh, Cats. Cats. In Star Wars. Star what now? I never heard it. Never heard it. Yeah. So we will, um, meet me and Eric and Ellie will, of course, work on getting an episode out. Uh, I'm just saying this because we're going to try to still do a weekly episode, but if one happens to miss, we are apologizing. Yeah. It's the holidays. It's the right. holidays. We're busy. So we're, we're, we're doing the best we can here, but um, we're, we're just letting you know that ahead of time. We'll get it out or die trying. We'll, you will get a Star Wars episode soon, uh, and we will have the return, <laughs> the return of our movie series next year, um, and there will be one episode to rule them all and there will be multiple episodes to find them there's your hint at what the movie series will be next year so look forward to that um it's anyway, got taters you know what that that honestly does work too i know um, so sir where can people find more from you online find me if you just search eric berg there's several there's several who pop up but you know to look for the one that's me a-r-i-c-b-e-r-g Yes, and you can find him on Twitter and on um, the gram. Now, on the gram, get 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 your Insta game up, as the kids say. Uh-huh. <laughs> say. Of course, you can find Zingness on all the major podcatchers. Uh, we are, of course, part of Fourth Hand Podcast Network, so check out that link in the show notes for some other great podcasts. Uh, we will, of course, be back at some point in the future with more nerdy content. Give or take. Give or take. We'll figure it out. Give or take. Um, and finally, before we go, uh, you have an announcement about Pokemon, I think, that, that you need to point out real quick for the fans. I, out there. last night, completed the Galar Pokedex. I got all 400. It is done. I was working on getting a shiny Charmander, which has not happened. I've moved on to other. I saw the receipts. He's got boxes and boxes of Charmanders. Charmanders Charmanders for days. Charmanders for days. Bye. Listening to a fourth hand joint.